This Father's Day, give Dad the gift that guarantees him a great morning every day. That's Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's Best Pair You'll Ever Wear or its free guarantee. Get 30% off gifts for Dad on select Father's Day styles at TommyJohn.com. Save 30% at TommyJohn.com. See site for details. Hello. Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. Huddle up in front of the turkey and carve the fire. It's the first of two festive editions. Actually, there might be more than two. Um, but nevertheless, we're going to be keep going throughout Christmas and New Year of your favourite comedy-based FPL podcast. All you've got to do is keep the opening brief. Just be on point. Do that voice you love doing, your Sky Sports News voice, while the music's on. But you, you can't. Me, Matt Ford, huddle up in front of the turkey and carve the fire. It's the first of two festive editions of your favourite comedy-based FPL podcast. Bit much. Joining us this week is comedian and the lowest-ranked player in the comedians FPL league with his team self-drive higher. It's Sean Walsh. But first, to huge news. <laughs> huge news. I think this the is FPL. the biggest news in the history of this series. Arguably in the history of FPL. So as you'll all know, many games over the weekend were postponed due to COVID outbreaks in various Premier League camps. All of us FPL players had a decision to make. Do we stick or twist? Richardson, you you twisted. You field an almost fully changed outfield team. Talk Mm -hmm. us through your decisions. Well, uh, I had a few changes to make anyway. Uh, Wasn't massively happy with my team. I brought in, as did many in the FPL fraternity, a young uh, school friend of one of our friends, uh, Ollie Watkins, mm-hmm. in the belief that he could bridge the gap. Uh, Ollie Watkins's game against Burnley, I believe, was postponed with about an hour to go. The deadline was moved back. I took the view that this would be the same transfer since I was transferring out the player that I'd brought in. So I changed Ollie Watkins for Alexandra Lacazette. Not, not a decision I was comfortable with, given that I was then assuming he was going to score against my own team, the mighty Leeds United, which he, uh, he did. Well, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Long story short, mm-hmm. I put out 11. You put out, what, five or six players? <laughs> you won um, because I was charged twice. You won by four points. So let me talk to you about a couple of things that happened. First mm-hmm. and foremost, you had the absolute temerity to call me out for signing Trent Alexander-Arnold, yes. even though the cheaper and easier move to make would have been to bring in Cancelo, which I did not do because you have Cancelo. And I thought, I'll leave Cancelo to you. You can have... That's your feature. I It cost me more, so I had to make two transfers to get Alexander-Arnold because I needed more money in the bank. Oh. I then was punished twice for bringing in Watkins. His game was cancelled. So before the game week started, I took him out again with the view that that's a four-point transfer because I'm transferring the same player. I've just changed my mind. I was charged eight points for that. You went on to win by four points. Thirdly, not only did I have to watch Leeds United once again, beaten heavily by a far superior financially backed Outfit, not a better team, not a nicer team, a more expensive team with a bigger squad that does more whining. Nevertheless, they won comfortably. The first goal sees one of Leeds United's defenders dispossessed by none other than 
Alexandra Lacazette, who clearly makes contact with the ball as the defender aims to play out of defence, thus playing the ball into the path of the striker who scores a goal. Alexandra Lacazette was not given an assist, but what was clearly a touch on the ball, playing it into the path of his opponent, his, his, his teammate who scored a goal. I mean, I just feel I've been absolutely shafted this week. Well, I'm pleased for you. Mm-hmm. I'm devastated that I don't get to blend Vinny van der Veet. Um, if that I was to anyways. lose, I would not have allowed it. It wouldn't have been up to you. I'm the milk yes, tray man. I would have been in your bedroom window while you slept. I mean, the noise you make, I could have smashed through the window. <laughs> you wouldn't have heard me coming if I'd come in, in a digger and <laughs> extracted <laughs> Vinny from underneath your comatose corpse. Um, so I would have taken Vinny and I would have blended him um, and I would have sent him back to you in pieces. But nevertheless, um, due to various technicalities, due to you benefiting from the Omicron variant. No, no, um, hold on. You've sneaked an undeserved victory. True. Five of my outfield players didn't play. I beat you with just half an outfield side. You beat me with Joao Cancelo, let's be honest. Hang on. Alexander Arnold seven, James scored six, uh, Tommy Yashu six. Both Ramsdale, of those players I, I have brought Ramsdale in. That was a crucial decision because those two points were, were fundamental. Cancelo got eighteen. Salah I captained him. He got five. I mean, imagine I'd captain Cancelo. It, it, that is remarkable. Some of my highest scoring players in recent times, Bowen didn't play. Ben Rama, Antonio, Dennis, and Allen didn't play. A, a, a stunning victory with just five outfield players, which shows, and again, it moves me up. So I'm now up to 22nd, which I know sounds rubbish, but there are 28 teams in this league. So I am incrementally getting better. I'm not far off. I'm only about 20 points off Patrick Bamford now, a Premier League footballer. It's a ridiculously good performance from from five or six players. And, yes. I, and I'm not the only one who went into the game with some confidence. Benetron tweeted when the teams were announced, is Matt even trying? It's almost like he wants Vinny to be blended. Uh, Sam, boo, I was going to suggest you guys send him to us in Texas. We can blow him up with a mortar shell. Uh, His execution has been cancelled, says uh, James. (laughs) Vinny survives. Tomac, Matt cannot win unless all of John's midfield gets sent off. Didn't happen. Reese Griffiths, good heavens. When did hit 40 hit confirm on that team? September didn't happen. Did Matt forget to log in on the final chance to save Vinny's life? James, didn't happen. Fordy might as well pack in now. Tom, didn't happen. Coffee monster, six versus 11. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've lost. Didn't happen. <laughs> FPL fish. Is Matt banking on John taking hits to stay in the game or say he was ahead for a short period? Martin, oh, full stop. Dear, full stop. The Peter Jones, regular uh, contactor of the show. Matt, I love your work. I've got your book. I've got tickets to see you live. But by the power of Grayskull, kick off this show with an apology to me and everyone else that has ever played FPL. That would be terrific. This is an absolute shambles. We get Didn't the idea. happen. You know what this reminds me of? The, the, the immortal words of David Cameron come to mind. Twitter isn't Britain. And that social media site can skew your judgment sometimes. Sometimes you just need to log off, be alone with your own FPL thoughts, channel that wisdom, and overcome some of the most successful and smuggest players in your league by just using common football sense. And I, was I able to do knew that you were going to be unbearable. I knew you were going to be unbearable. Well, look, so let's, I've got to eat let... baby food today, okay? Because of a forfeit. <laughs> I had to do these Grealish pictures, which have now been turned into a calendar. Um, That's it, on it our just... Twitter feed, at Comedians FPL. Yes, you can see I've recreated Jack Grealish's ca- um, calendar. 
shot for shot. There are some behind the scenes shots as well that may come out because obviously I had to recreate action shots, but just because of Omicron, I just did it in my flat. Mm. Um, I've got to eat baby food today. So it's not as if though I feel like I'm riding high, but it's always nice to it's win. It's coming across that way. Victories for me, obviously, are rare. It's only my third victory and we're almost at Christmas. Um, and But it's just, the manner of the victory. It just, just starts to say this, yeah. this guy is coming to life now. And people can say, I am getting up the league. Does phrases like uh, Does it's phrases. the manner of the victory, mm-hmm. um, victory over one of the smuggest players in our league. True. Does that make you wonder what kind of man you'd be if, like me, you were 15-3 ahead? Okay. I don't think I would make um, a, 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 a colleague with a flesh-eating skin disease wax himself. I don't think I would make a colleague Didn't with make gout. you wax yourself. You vetted yourself. Same thing. Burn. That's worse. That was burning hair off. Uh, force a man with numerous allergies, including gout, which, by the way, I've had a mini flare this week, to eat processed baby food. I'll be doing that any second now. Threatened by by fear of death, my mascot, who I think the fan base is starting to warm to and love, who children across the country identify with. You, you've yes, hung pretend over that children poor... who listen to our sweary FPL podcast. All these <laughs> six-year-olds gripped to the sound of you talking about sharting your pants in the cinema. Oh, you, every time I've put on my um, nighttime boxes this week, I've thought of you. Oh, that's nice. I've I kept the thought, same ones on. It's just horrible. That's so unhygienic. I mean, we got a rehash last week's conversation, but every time I've done it, I've just thought, John, it's not like you can't afford boxer shorts. I might send you some for, for no, Christmas. No, I, I am developing two real problems. Some pubes. And one is that I'm so annoyed about food waste that I now... I don't eat food until it's out of date. So we get a veg box every week. I don't touch it until it's gone out of date. And then I think, right, someone's going to have to eat all these rancid parsnips. So I'll make a foul soup and eat it to prove a point. And washing clothes, I've I've become to see as a real sort of luxury. So let me tell you this. The boxer shorts I wore yesterday, I wore through the night, and I'm wearing them again now. I haven't showered today. I just got dressed disgusting and it's distressing saving the planet should not come at the cost of your personal hygiene and on behalf well, of all of us nothing to do with saving the planet is it i've just gone mad i think i think i'm, yes. I'm on a slippery slope matthew yes and the slippery slope you know, is your be... undercarriage because you haven't washed it it's thick with grime every time you sit down you're like a snail you you'll need be... to scrub every part of yourself john when you're you'll in the be... shower you need to wear clean clothes every day, particularly underwear. Do you know, here's another thing. I mean, this is this is starting to sound very bad now. I don't even shower anymore. I what? I bath my daughter every night, and yeah. then I top up her bath water with a little bit of hot water to make it a bit warmer. And then I just I use her bath water, and I have a quick uh, splash wash in a shallow bath. I think that's okay. Um, kids often do pee in the bath. Yeah. No, I make sure she does her wee wee before she gets in. Okay. We have I an mean, emergency way before we get in the bath. I think it's fine. Kids are basically clean, aren't they? They, they don't sweat in the same way. Yeah, and it means I smell of matey. What? It means I smell of matey and all the fun. She has much more fun toiletries than I Who's do. Who's matey? You know, the bubble bath that comes in the bottle with the oh, sailor's God, face. It's shaped like, like a person with a sailor hat lid. Oh, it's what companies say about, oh, here comes matey. I thought you meant... There was someone else in there. Yeah, I, I smell, smell like Jim the Stabber. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Mighty. Oh, yeah, I bath like with him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
Okay, I think that's okay. I mean, obviously, for children, baths are fine. For adults... Also, John, I just don't know how, when you wake up in the morning, a shower really wakes me up. I, I feel more yes. mentally alert. I, I don't understand. I would just feel grubby all day. And yes, also, but do you know what you wake night, up to? And then you've gone to bed, and then you've sweated in yesterday's pants. Well, so you're just first, dirty all the time. Let me raise two points. The first, the most recent, I don't sweat through the night like you do. I, I I don't really, I don't want to sound like a, a, a disgraced prince, but I don't sweat a great deal. <laughs> um, second of all, I don't wake up, um, you know, having had eight hours and my body says, hey, wake up, let's have a coffee. I wake up to this. Uh, anything between, uh, you know, as Lucy lost it, I should. <laughs> Anything between five thirty and seven a.m. I'm generally tired. And I've you been need up a shower more than any of us. You yeah, but you, what you can't say to a five-year-old child: "You sort yourself out, mate. Fry yourself an egg. Daddy's got to wash his uh, gonads." <laughs> the child takes priority. You've got to get her up. You've got to get her ready for school. You've got to do I her hair. That. You've got to get her uniform ready. You've got to do her reading book because you realise you haven't done it, and you've got to panic read a book about a rat at quarter past eight in the morning while shoveling porridge into her mouth and not trying to stress her out because I don't want to make her, it's not her fault we're late no. so you can't stress her out, you've got to pretend oh no it's alright, we're on time but if you could just eat your porridge with the ladle and get it down you so it's a stressful but morning after that, after that, once you dropped Elsie off at school and I did the school run with uh, you the other day once you're dressed, you're dressed that's it well, you've got away with it then, haven't you? I'm not going to be around people no, then. Once I get no, back, I'm just working in my office or doing stuff around the house. And then I think, well, I'm 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 now I'm moving a lot of furniture at the moment. My mum's moved out. So I think I'm going to get all sweaty doing that. No point having a wash to then get sweaty no, and dusty no, in no, the garage. No, 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 no. This is bad logic. You, well, then by you'd say, oh, well, you'd never wash then. Yeah, so, I'm, well, I'm, I might I'm get well dirty. on course. It'll what? rain at some point. <laughs> Tell you what happened to me last night. Oh, oh. Woke up at four in the morning. Now, I often need to pee in the night because I drink a lot of water. We've covered this before. Too and much if I have water. Strong the coffee. Drink. Like I'm having, it's my favorite drink. Um, if I have coffee, then I'm more likely to be up. Woke up at four in the morning, just mega alert. Couldn't get to sleep. Put on my Pure Moods playlist that we've talked about. <laughs> in things. That didn't work because Return to Innocence by... Enigma is actually quite an upbeat song, it turns out. So I just typed into under the covers, because I didn't want to wake my girlfriend up. I typed in um, sleep. Now, I found this thing. I thought, I can't wait to tell John about this. There's like an Apple, Apple Music Sleep. And there's one called Ambient Sleep. And it's got different bits of music on it. So stuff. So this was the one. I figured out halfway down the what track had got me off. It was like two hours later. Oh, it um, got you off, did it? That must have oh! woken your girlfriend up. Here we go. So stuff like this. Sort of ambient soundtrack oh, music. I can't be doing with it. I almost started hallucinating. I, I dreamt that I was among the stars and I could see a lion's face in the constellations and that opened its mouth and then another lion's head came out. It was beautiful. I, I was almost like, I've never done acid, but it, I imagine it was like that. No wonder you sweat at night, tripping at four o'clock in the morning. Imagine you're getting chased by a lion. Do you know what no, it sounds like? It sounds like the music that was on when I went into that flotation tank. Mm. Um, and it's all about sensory deprivation and it sounds that is supposed to just switch your mind off. Yeah. Worked a How treat. do you have that on though? Because you must have headphones on. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. I have those AirPods. The problem is with the AirPods then, you, you wake up with just one in your ear. Not that I put two in one ear. 
but you know, one of them inevitably with with the turning of the night. Yeah, you um, see, the stress of that would either I'd think it's going to drop out of me, I'm going to swallow it and choke, or I would think it's not allowing the air to get in my ear, and my ear is the inside of my ear is sweating through the night. Well. It's interesting that you of all people have the concern about the sweat in your inner ear when you don't apply the same logic to your balls, mate. Yeah, but there's air, isn't there? The circulation, you're sort of clammy, damp. You're going to give yourself damp of the inner ear. You're going to get a damp, a wet drum, a wet, waxy drum. Rather a wet drum than a dirty bum. <laughs> and that is right. the rule that I live by. Very so. exciting news this week on the survival of Vinny. So we tweeted from our account. Yeah, um, a gif of your friend Elton John. Mm-hmm. What do you call him? Having worked with him, what do you call him? Jono, EJ, <laughs> EJ, yeah, yeah, EJ. Uh, I'm still standing, and that was liked by the verified account of Mister Carvery himself, oh, Toby Carvery. Tobes. Um, Very so, exciting. So that's your forfeit. And just remind me again, because actually it's not a bad forfeit. We've got to go to a Toby Carvery. You buy dinner, but I pick what you eat. Is that what it is? You get to decide everything I eat and yes. I have to pay. So that's, <laughs> um, You'd pay for I'm looking forward well. to it. I'll pay for all of it, mate. So whatever you want and whatever I have, I will pay for. And you can, if you want me to just eat a giant plate of green beans, that's what I'll do. I'm tempted- have you got any ideas? Uh- well, I'm going to find the most disgusting thing on the menu, obviously. But I'm also Vegan. thinking I might go full git and get myself like a bottle of champagne. Really trying to do <laughs> <the> damage. <laughs> I don't imagine they're stocking crystal at Toby Carvery, so I think I can run to the. Uh, have some I can run to that. We've got Prosecco, is that all right? It's sort of a Pepsi-Cola debate, isn't it? No, it's not. It's a different thing. It's like saying, oh, we haven't got any Pepsi. Uh, would you like some weak apple juice? I actually prefer Pepsi, and I prefer Prosecco. No, you don't. Oh, this is just one of these Greta things where you're like, oh, I actually prefer the bad thing, and if we all like bad things, then we'd live longer, but we'd be There's sad. no difference between... Prosecco's a bit easier to drink. That's why it's more popular. No, it's not. It's cheaper. That's why it's more popular. It's about the price point. Now, all this food chat is making me hungry. If only I had some baby food to eat. Yes, well, I've got myself... What have I done with that bowl? Just give me one sec, I'll get the bowl. Okay, okay, I'm back, everyone. (laughs) Missed you. (laughs) Missed you too, bae. (laughs) Right, so this is Piccolo Organic. I got it from Amazon Prime. The thing is with Amazon, you have to buy a box, don't you? So I've got four of these pouches left. So it's piccolo organic pear, apple, and spring greens. Oh, piccolo's good stuff. All that. It's got courgette in there and spinach. So uh, uh, it's gluten free. It's for four months plus. You're in that. Which I think I'm qualified. Yeah. It's the only thing I've ever eaten that has weaning advice on the back. (laughs) Government guidelines advise weaning from six months. Every baby is different. Oh, okay. Right. Here we go. Oh, God. It looks disgusting. Oh, look um, at it when it shoots out. Okay, here's the... I'm going to try a bit now. I don't have to eat the old thing, do I? Yes, or finish your din din so you don't get pudding. Ooh. Oh, he likes it. Oh, we've opened up a door here. <laughs> oh, I like the flavour, but not the texture. I can't. My body can't decide whether it's going to be sick or not, or, or, or just gobble it all. <laughs> you know what? It just tastes like apple sauce. But your brain's going, this is like cold sick. That's what I'm oh, trying to make you feel. 
but the flavor's good. Maybe yeah, I mean you're now festive sauce. You're like you know when someone learns the language of a tribe that's never been able to communicate. You are now the link between parents and babies because you're so visceral in your reactions. You can now yeah. speak to parents across the country and say what a baby feels when it eats that food. I'm not going to eat it all right now. I'm just going to sort of pick at it throughout the show if that's okay. Okay. But um, not bad. Do you want some good news as a reward for doing that? Yeah. At Toby Carvery, they serve yeah. moe. Oh. Um, you know what? Isn't that amazing? I knew the exact brand that they'd sell. I'm so in tune with our food outlets. God, yes. I just knew it. And I've not been to a Toby Carvery for years. I've never had champagne at a Toby Carvery. I just knew that's the one they'd have. So moe for you. Good news Come for on. Sophie Ridge as well. Ooh. I have in my office a signed, match-worn Sheffield Wednesday shirt signed wow. by Josh Windass. Match-worn, match That's yes. incredible. So um, I will be sending that to her as That's soon great. as she is willing to pass on her address. Like most women in the country, I've asked several times. Uh, the information is not forthcoming. Okay, I'll um, drop her a note. Yes. I have... Uh, uh, y- y- <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> yeah. Just a sentence that I sort of struggled with, got halfway through and realised just didn't matter. Okay. It's just a well, pointless sentence. I've already said it. Talking of things that don't matter and are arguably pointless, it's time for Cancelo Culture. So, John, it's slightly different this week mm. because I feel that you're onto my logic. So, this is not something that Zhao Cancelo has said. This is something that oh. someone else has said about Zhao Cancelo. Oh, all right, so, mate. Sounds like we're deviating ready? from the format a bit here. Sounds like only Fools and Horses abroad to me. And I don't think they ever did that. Oh, they might have done specials. Anyway, um, what did Pep Guardiola say about Zhao Cancelo after the Newcastle game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here mm-hmm. we go. It was a fantastic goal in the final third. The quality that he has, he attacked really well inside. An action and dribble and do it, yeah, it was was important. That's number one. Number two, when you see goals like this, quality like this, what can you say? One goal, one assist, he make me very happy, and you know he can still improve. <laughs> or three, he looks like the sort of man who's never used a lawnmower, you know what I mean? Imagine him with a petrol one. He wouldn't know where to start. A real man knows how to master a machine, make it bend to his will. Not this div. If my lawn needs doing when I'm away, there's only one man I'm calling. Two words, Phil Foden. Best shed in the Premier League, and his collection of Sanders tells you everything about him. Man's man. Interesting. I was with you on the third one because I don't think Joao Cancelo has used a lawnmower, and I thought this is going to be the first week that number three turns out to be the one until you said that he would call Phil Foden. And as we know this week, uh, Pep has had to admonish Phil Foden and Jack Grealis for celebrating after their fluked 7-0 victory against Leeds United. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think I do you know if you'd have said John Stones, I'd have thought there's a man who's got a collection of sheds. Um but you know, I'm ruling out three. Can you read me the first one again? It was a fantastic goal in the final third. The quality he has, he attacked really well inside, and action and dribble and do it, yeah, it was was important. <laughs> okay. I mean if you've made up if you've put into one of the greatest managers of our time, the words action and dribble and do it, yeah? Then I think 
Yeah, I think you need to have a long look at yourself. So f- for that reason, I'm going to go for A, Matthew. You're right. That is what he said. Can I offer you a quote, John? Uh, are you, John? Which one are you? Oh, God, he's fully lost it. I think I have. Do you know, I, was, oh, I don't I don't want to go into it because I'm genuinely concerned that I've got some sort of mental deterioration. Oh, but go on, go on. <laughs> There's a reason that you can't remember stuff. Yeah. And it's because you're sleep deprived and you're yes. not showering. Uh, Do you know, okay. like wind stimulates the brain because it basically rustles the follicles on your head and gets your brain going. It's the same with a shower. You need to shower in the morning, genuinely. And I, and I think you will see your memory retention improve. I'm going to have, I mean, I'll forget to do it. But after the podcast, I'm going to have to Google whether wind stimulates your brain. Well, uh, I mean, by that definition, bald people would be thick. No, just are you saying that about? Less, well, no, because if, if, the the wind's getting arguably more stimulated because it's just going straight into the head, isn't it? Um, a, a maths teacher told me that at secondary school. Right. Well, it's nonsense. I don't think it is. I think if you showered more often, you'd sort your head out. Anyway, what's this wonderful quote? I want you to tell me who said this. No one has a backside as big as mine. But it makes me the player I am. Oh, it's not Grealish. It's not Grealish. Oh, Declan Rice? It's not Declan Rice. I'll go on. Ooh. I don't think anyone runs the way I do. I don't think anyone has Antonio. a backside the size of me. Not Antonio. The easy perception of me when I'm not playing is, oh, he's not athletic. He's not mobile. But that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm as fit as I've ever been. I'm as quick as I've ever been. I mean, it sounds like you. The body shape is a challenge I had to overcome and something I use to prove people wrong. I'd like to see some of the pundits who slag off my body trying a medium-sized Kappa shirt. Certainly has its own challenges. Uh, Carl Walker. It's John McGinn. Oh, John I, McGinn. Oh, damn it, I'd seen that story in the week. Yeah, hitting out at people who criticise the size of his backside. Why does he care? Well, it, I mean, it speaks to all of us, doesn't it? We all secretly want to be told we've got a nice bottom. John McGinn's no different. It's, it's all very well being a, a Premier League footballer, but sometimes you want someone to say, and I'll tell you what, he's got a sweet, sweet touch. Well, but he will have a sweet, sweet touch. I mean, John McGinn, one thing I would say about him is, I thought the England-Scotland game at Wembley in the summer, I thought he was Scotland's best player. I know Billy Gilmore got a lot of the credit, and rightly so, I thought Robertson was superb. I thought McGinn was outstanding in that game, and that would be largely down to his Big arse, because they, they were sort of able to muscle England out in the midfield. If he had a dainty bum, England might have won that game. Imagine that. John McGinn's arse got them a point at Wembley. I think we should take it upon ourselves to be the show that helps John McGinn feel better about his body yes. and to change the way we talk about male bodies in this country. Yes. So I think each week we should take the time to appreciate the body of John McGinn. Yes, we'll I like this. Over and over in a feature we could call John McGinn again. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what what would you like to say about the body of John McGinn this week? You, I mean, you've already said it, really. You've said he's got a point-winning arse, and you can't get better than that, can you? How many other people can say their backsides have won a point at Wembley? But also, not in just you know any old game. This was in an international, the oldest international rivalry in global sports. You know that was the stakes were high in that, and and it, his his bum did the business. I'd also say <laughs> he's, he's he's blessed with a brilliant brain, John McGinn. He's a very funny man, clearly mm. a very nice man, uh, very witty. He was, his press conferences during the Euros were, were always great. So not only does he have 
a great bum. He has a great brain. He is one of those rare footballers that uh, we've said it many times. He's got the B and B. He's got the bum and brain. And I'm really glad, John, that you've got a feature to lead because obviously it's always me doing Cancelo <laughs> culture and Stanard cream. Now you've yes. got begin again, and it's just it's it's your part of the show, um, and you just get to talk about how much you admire. I just to celebrate the body of John McGinn. Yeah, I mean, do you think do you see it broadening out into just body shapes in general? Do we do we kind of? Um... Yeah, there'll come a point when I think John McGinn solicitors get in touch, and we move on from John McGinn, um, and I'll look for another player who I can do a pun on to talk about their body. I don't know if you saw this week, John, but there's a photo of John Terry from his house where, I don't know what he's doing, he's dancing around, but what you can see on his wall is a huge poster, beautifully framed, Mm. and it's in the style of the Penguin Classics. You know, people get the tote bags and things. Yes. And it's made to look like a book. But what it says on the front, and it's huge. I mean, this thing's got to be four foot tall. (laughs) Fuck dancing, let's (laughs) fuck. That's what Who's it says. That Is that Dostoevsky? I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know whether he's read Dancing, let's fuck, but I mean, that's just horrible, isn't it? This is out there. This has been posted. I am going to say something now. Oh, here we go. I don't think I like him. Oh, I thought you were going to back him up. No, no. No, I don't think I like him. Um, th- there's a sort of sadness to John Terry, the, the joining Twitter again. and the Is this a sort of ad campaign for something, or he's just bored? It is, yeah. It's for an exercise toy called Box Bollen, which is a fun workout thing for all the family. I guess it's a, it looks a bit like a kind of Nintendo Wii type thing. This is in the right. Christmas commercial, and he's dancing around with his wife, and oh. that is, that's in the background. Him and Tony dancing around in front of a big thing. Oh, so it's not just a picture he's put on Twitter. It's somebody's... I mean, it's that makes it. you think... Well, that makes you think the people responsible are the people holding the camera. Nobody said, John, do you want to move away from the... F dancing, let's F poster. But why would um, you have that up in your we... house? He's got kids, John. I don't Maybe, know. What's that say? It says fuck dancing, let's fuck. Maybe his wife really likes Strictly. And rather than have, I, I have sympathy with not wanting to have the same argument every week. So maybe every week she says, oh, good, Strictly's on. And he just points at the poster. Why <laughs> can't be bothered to say it anymore? Yeah, he's just had enough. How big a painting do I have to buy so we can watch the Chase Celebrity Special and then go upstairs and get jiggy with it? I mean, it's a, I mean, I guess it's better than Live, Laugh, Love. Is it? At least it's just, oh, I think so, yeah. I tell you, it'd be funnier to have a poster in the font of Live, Laugh, Love. Live, la- what is it? Live, <laughs> Live Laugh, Love. <laughs> Live, Laugh, Love that just said, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Or like, you know those <laughs> ones that mums have in the kitchen, like two options for dinner, but it says, suck it or fuck it. <laughs> Snog suck f- that's what it isn't saying. Yeah. Like, it's be filthy versions of like those really If you sprinkle <laughs> when you tinkle, don't be a twat, clean it up. <laughs> it's yeah. so blunt though, isn't it? I Google that phrase and see what comes up. Yeah, you do it on your phone, I'm not doing it on mine. Dancing. Let's F. Oh. Oh no, it's cool, isn't it? We're going to find out it's high art. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Oh no, tell me. Uh, it says in this rare display of watercolor and drawing, Miller's penguin covers are closer to still life studies rather than. So it is art. It is uh, an artist who replicates uh, Penguin Classic. Harland Miller, born 1964, known for his large scale, playful reworkings of Penguin book covers, he explores 
the relationship between words and images and the process of producing meaning in his paintings, sculptures and mixed media works. Interested in canonical authors like Alan Poe and Hemingway and drawing influence from Russia and Rothko. Miller pointedly combines text and image to comment on the frequent disconnection between representation and reality. That was beautiful, John. And was that from Scotland or Ireland? That was Irish, yeah. Okay. Um, just kind of someone who maybe just arrived on the west coast of Scotland. In his piece, I think what John Terry likes about the work Dancing Let's Fuck is he doesn't like dancing, but he enjoys having his penis stimulated. And he also <laughs> likes the colour purple. Um, it's a it's a thing. I mean, he'd, he'll have spent he'll have spent good money on that, and I imagine that's why he wanted it in. Clear people like us saying, "Sir, that's actually a that's actually a piece of art, that, mate. That cost me three hundred sheets." Do you know what else strikes me about that the image of John Terry? Yeah, white walls, white doors, white ceiling, white skirting board, white couch. Boring house. I am sick to death of people who just have white and 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 you know what he, he would say oh, it's not actually white that that's arctic duck and it'll be like a slightly off white lucy does it to me she'll say oh that's blue i say it's not blue it's white and, and yeah. all the rooms in our house are white and she'll say oh that's green it's ludicrous it's all to do with the way the light catches it what happened you just stick some color on your walls some interest give me something to get hold of Imagine you stayed at John Terry's house and passed out in his settee. You'd wake up thinking either you're about to be operated on or that you've been abducted by aliens. It's so cold. It's too it says to me, I don't want you here. I don't want you touching anything. Take your shoes off. Slip into this boiler suit. And now you're going to be anally probed. Yeah. Which, judging by his artwork, is a distinct possibility. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. It's time to bring on our guest this week. Good news for Matthew. It's one of the few interviewees he can celebrate looking down on in the league. It's the manager of Self Drive Hire, Sean Walsh. Sean Walsh, bottom of the Comedians FPL. But <laughs> in, a, in an incredible coincidence, Sean, we've just been talking about John Terry's stuff he's got on his wall because he's got penguin classics on his wall but with dirty words and i've just noticed you've got penguin classics wallpaper yeah no dirty words though so which ones have you got there um uh, wuthering heights by emily bront the romantic exile what bronte bronte i don't know <laughs> 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 the old brontosaurus as they call her yeah um and uh 1984 by george orwelly <laughs> i was gonna yes. go on to ask if you've got that wallpaper because some of these are your favorite novels but i think you've answered that question that's so embarrassing <laughs> Well, talking of embarrassing, you're bottom of the comedian's FPL. Let's just deal with this at the start. Yeah. Have you actually been <laughs> bothering to play this season or not? I still, I still don't know what fantasy football is. I, don't, I just don't understand. I've never understood. And I thought I was going to take this this uh, this invitation as an opportunity to, to get involved and understand it, but... I don't know how you're keeping up with this. There's too much going on in life to then have to f play a fake life. I can't. 
So, uh, look, I don't know what it is, and I've not been doing it. I'm sorry. And and the reason, what am I called? Self-drive Self-drive higher. higher. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's, what, that's what was written on the van in front of me. <laughs> when I was filling in the deed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, I don't, don't... don't apologise because the one yeah. thing you have done is yes. be one of the few players to constantly be below Matt Ford in the league. So oh. what you've done for his mental well-being this year cannot be underestimated. That I'm very surprised by that. What's What's gone wrong? He's Matt. shit. He's absolutely <laughs> awful. He's been trying really. He's the opposite of you. He's not only has he got a little name for his team, a funny name. He's been changing his team. He's even designed his kit. He's designed a little kit for his team, and he's awful. Yeah, I'm bad, but I'm I'm getting better. So I was bottom of the league for a while. The 28 teams in the league. I'm now you were, you were you were below me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm now starting to understand the rules of of this fake life, as you put it. So I am slowly getting myself out of the relegation zone but it has okay. I, I do owe you a, a real debt of gratitude because if it wasn't for you Ramesh Beckett and other people frankly not doing the admin this would be even more embarrassing for me so I owe you one mate let's chat about your relationship to football because I think the reason small men like me do engage <laughs> with FPL is because deep down we want to prove that we could be football managers and that whilst we're not athletically significant we understand the game. Your relationship with FBL clearly speaks of someone who loves going to football and watching football and then is able to leave and not think about it again until he goes to the next game. That's incorrect. I ah. I have a, <laughs> I, I think, I don't, I don't like saying this, uh, I don't know, it sounds strange to say this about yourself, but I think when I've explained this to people, it's become apparent that this is a, a unique relationship with football, which is after lockdown one, you remember we went through that period without having football. Oh, it's terrible. Mm. Right? Yeah. Now, they made a, they made, um, a major error when the first game back, I think, was Sheffield United versus Aston Villa. Yes, and it was this? terrible. And it was, and, right? And I, it was so bad that I decided I'm never watching football again. <laughs> wow. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, and I, and and what it is is I actually don't. I realise that I don't understand. Kind of chemically, I don't understand why anyone likes football and not the. T- and I love QPR. I'm obsessed with QPR. I think about QPR all of the time. I read the fan, the forums, all of the stuff. But I don't understand what it is. If you don't care who wins and loses, then I don't understand what it is. I love QPR. It's about, I want these 11 men Mm. to win. This will make me happy. This is my childhood. This is me and my dad. This is everything. This is me and my brother. This is the only thing me and my brother communicate. We only communicate via QPR. I understand this, but when it's like, so I go, what are you watching? And then it's Stoke versus Doncaster or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what what are you what are you watching? You must what are you watching? Liverpool at the weekend, Walsh. It's one of the best games of football. It was amazing. End to end football could have gone either way. Well, you're just watching really good footballers. But it didn't matter that it was going either way, did it? What well, does it matter that 
It doesn't matter that it's going either way because you don't care who wins. Yeah, but there are boring games of football and there are exciting games of football, aren't they? Like there are nil nils where nothing happens, or there's end to end red cards, possible reds, Kane score. You know, all the drama of football, the narratives of the individuals were present there. It was great. It was a thriller. Okay. <laughs> He doesn't agree, and it's totally fine. Look, you know, what, what this show is all about is the edgiest debate out there. Do you hate football? Are you a football fan who hates football? If we run LBC, we'd clip this and it'd go viral. What it is, is it's a really interesting answer, and it, it reveals exactly why you are the manager of an FPL team <laughs> whose captain is a player whose uh, game was not only cancelled this week, but he is currently injured and on a season-long loan at another squad. <laughs> so, I mean, you, ironically, if you'd have captained your vice-captain, your oh, you did. Yeah, you did. So because of that, your vice-captain became your captain. You scored 24 points this week, which is actually really good for a man who just couldn't care less. You've got Andre Gray as your captain, who is on loan at QPR and oh. until July. What I really want to talk to you about, you've just done the coolest thing any human on the planet can do, as far as I'm concerned, and I think Fordy will agree with me. You've just been to New York in December and done all the things that we did when we were there. You've been to the Ghostbusters fire station. You've been to the library. Yes. Yes. New York is just cool as hell, isn't it? It's my favourite place on Earth. You know when we first met Walsh, I don't know if you remember, but we bonded over a love of Ghostbusters. Oh, pro- oh likely, yes. I, d- I don't actually remember that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, quite, I, a big, I can... quite a big moment for me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we met, we met in Edinburgh one year. and we, uh, we were You were dressed as Slimer on the Royal Mile. <laughs> I was eating a load of sausages out of a van. And... Um, our mutual friend, Paul McCaffrey, who wasn't a mutual friend of mine at the time. I got to know you, and then I remember you. Too. I hooked you up. I hooked you two up. I was like, Cilla Black. I sorted it out. Yeah. He wasn't keen on me at first, because you're like, this is 40. He's really funny. And then he would just sort of give me dirty looks. Because he, th- he felt I was sort of like moving in on his mate, I think. But it was a love of Ghostbusters that brought us together. When I, I remember being like a four-year-old pretending I was a Ghostbuster, I used to use a rolling pin as as <laughs> yeah, as, proton. as a proton pack. It's so good. And, and, and are there any lessons do you think you can apply from Ghostbusters to uh, Fantasy Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> Why is my team so bad? I mean, you're the only person who can really answer that. I'll tell you what I thought. I remember I was in a... I, I told you I would do it, so I wanted to. I'm, you know, I'm a man of my word, and I thought I want to. I'll quickly set this up, and then I'll sort it out later. And I didn't, so I was just tapping all of the first names that that I could touch. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons your team is so bad. I think you've sort of answered your own <laughs> question there. Andre Gray, Anthony Martial. Oh no, hang on, no, no. Not wishing to to tell you too much about the intricacies of FPL, but you're. <laughs> Picking players who are either injured or not playing, and that's limiting the number of points you can score. I mean, the only thing you haven't done is pick someone who's deceased. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of players in our league who, as we said, Romish and people like that, they're not really paying attention. They just picked a team and left it. And yet you remain 200 points adrift (laughs) at the bottom of the league. So even within those who've picked a team and left it, you've managed to perform, I mean, staggeringly badly. Even luck would mean you should be roughly where they are. Each week, Sean, if, if our guest beats John and I, and I don't think there's ever been a more unlikely week, but if you were to make an effort this week, it, you could possibly beat me. We get them a prize. So I think if you outperform us this week, we should get you 
Wuthering Heights by Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said I said Wuthering Heights because there's a U. Yeah, it's Wuthering Heights. Yeah, maybe that. Was oh, but it why. sounds like Withering Heights. Well, I mean, yeah. I've always thought it was Withering Heights, and then I looked at that on the wall, <laughs> and I thought, oh, this must be another thing called Wuthering Heights. <laughs> 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 you thought there was a book called Withering Heights and a book called Wuthering Heights that were unrelated to each other. Oh, she'd written a sequel called Withering Heights. That would have just been very magical. Uh, yes. <laughs> we'll get you some Penguin Classics, Sean, if, if you beat us. Yeah, yes, please do. Or maybe a rolling pin. I thought I would love a ro- Actually, I could do a rolling pin and a chopping board would be very useful. Thank you. Um... I thought you were going to, like, tell me who was winning the league. I thought I... I've just realised what I thought I was joining this to do, I would get from probably listening to the podcast as opposed to doing it. I thought you were going to tell me, like, who was winning, who's good. Listen, mate, you don't engage with the team. I think it's very clear that you don't listen to the podcast. So, you know, don't don't feel... Not to give too much away to the listener, but you're not even dressed. So whatever it is you do do with your time, I don't know what you are doing, but I presume you take great enjoyment from it and I wish you all the best with it. But it's not FPL, it's not our work, and it's not the work of Emily Bronte. But whatever you choose to do... You don't have a chopping board, so I guess you don't eat food. Um... You don't have a laptop because we've had to do this on Zoom. Oh, there's a dog. Oh my there's God. There's a dog. The dog now barking FPL instructions from the sidelines. <laughs> the chopping board. Bronte. <laughs> Bronte. The chopping board broke. And I just, I thought it's Mildred, please. I'm, dog's I'm, I'm Mildred. Mildred Barrett. Mildred. But uh, because I I don't know why Mildred, but it, it's double barrel. It's Mildred Barrett. Barrett. Dana Martin. Barrett. Dana Barrett. You yes. got it. Yes. My Dana Barrett. <laughs> I love it when people quote Ghostbusters too. To tip on uh, if you want to get a replacement shopping board, Amazon Prime. Yeah, fine. That's that's everything. That's where everything yeah. is. What's the point it? in living in the West? Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go on like, is it that, what's it called? Queer Life or what's the Netflix show when the four gay guys come around? Oh, and Queer so- Eye for the Queer Eye. Guy. I need to go on Queer Eye, I think. And yeah. then they, they could get me a chopping board. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a chopping board. If you win this week, which you're not going to, we'll get you a chopping board. But maybe he's we'll send you one anyway. I think you. I think. Yeah, I think you'll be the first guest. We're just going to buy some housewarming presents. <laughs> 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 Two things. Can you get me a chopping board and some new wallpaper, please? Yeah. Usually this we end go. by saying, "Look, um, we don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm sure you're busy." But let me just say, I don't know what you do, <laughs> but just you, you go and enjoy your life. Stay well. I'm eat jet- food. I'm jet lagged. Thanks so much for joining us. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Easy. How l- There's no quiz. Okay, well, look, thank you. And, uh, thank you very much. On, on, uh, on, on the football <laughs> Yeah, send Cheers, us your address Walsh. and we'll send you a chopping board. Take care. It's goodbye. Ta-da. Ta-da, Ta-da bye.
Well, I think that'll do. We've all got presents to buy and things to wrap for people that we care about, but we can't tell the truth of our emotions. So instead we get them some bubble bath. Um, That's all we've got time for this week. The next podcast will be out on Wednesday, the 28th of December. We'll be wrapping up the Boxing Day features and joined by a very special guest who will hopefully compound my misery since I'm on a losing streak of one. Lucy Beaumont will be joining us, my wife, who does not engage with football and may still prove to be better than me at FPL. I cannot wait for that. In a more festive note, I think it's nice to buy presents for people that you like and love. So have a wonderful time. Remember to get in touch with us through Twitter at ComediansFPL. Email us hello at cpfpl.com. Follow us on Instagram, Comedians Playing FPL, on Facebook at ComediansFPL. Leave a review if you can on iTunes. Tell all your friends about it. Any extra advice you just want to give me directly, tweet me at Matt Ford. Good luck in game week 19 and Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. 